Section 30 of Ancient Poems, Ballads, and Songs of the Peasantry of England. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Bow's Tragedy Being a true relation of the lives and characters of Roger Wrightson and Martha Railton of the town of Bowes in the county of York, who died for love of each other in March 1714 or 1715. Tune of Queen Dido. The Bowes tragedy is the original of Mallet's Edition and Emma. In these verses are preserved the village record of the incident which suggested that poem. When Mallet published his ballad, he subjoined an attestation of the facts, which may be found in Evans's Old Ballads, Volume 2, page 237, edition 1784. Mallet alludes to the statement in the parish registry of Bowes that, quote, they both died of love and were buried in the same grave, end quote, etc. The following is an exact copy of the entry as transcribed by Mr. Denham, 17th of April, 1847. The words which we have printed in brackets are found interlined in another and a later hand by some person who had inspected the register. Quote, Roger Wrightson, Jr., and Martha Railton, both of Bowes, buried in one grave. He died in a fever, and upon tolling his passing bell, she cried out, My heart is broke, and in a few hours expired, purely, or supposed, through love, March 15, 1714 or 1715, aged about 20 years each, end quote. Mr. Denham says, quote, The Bowes tragedy was, I understand, written immediately after the death of the lovers by the then master of Bowes Grammar School. His name I never heard. My father, who died a few years ago, aged nearly 80, knew a younger sister of Martha Railton's who used to sing it to strangers passing through Bowes. She was a poor woman, advanced in years, and had brought her in many a piece of money, end quote. Let Carthage Queen be now no more the subject of our mournful song, nor such old tales which heretofore did so amuse the teeming throng, since the sad story which I'll tell, all other tragedies excel. Remote in Yorkshire, near to Bowes of late, did Roger Wrightson dwell. He courted Martha Railton, whose repute for virtue did excel. Yet, Roger's friends would not agree that he to her should married be. Their love continued one whole year, full sore against their parents' will. And when he found them so severe, his loyal heart began to chill. And last Shrove Tuesday took his bed with grief and woe encompassed. Thus, he continued twelve days' space in anguish and in grief of mind and no sweet peace in any case this ardent lover's heart could find, but languished 
in a train of grief which pierced his heart beyond relief. Now, anxious Martha, sore distressed, a private message did him send, lamenting that she could not rest till she had seen her loving friend. His answer was, Nay, nay, my dear, our folks will be angry, I fear. Full fraught with grief, she took no rest, but spent her time in pain and fear till a few days before his death, she sent an orange to her dear. But's cruel mother, in disdain, did send the orange back again. Three days before her lover died, poor Martha, with a bleeding heart to see her dying lover hide, in hopes to ease him of his smart, where she's conducted to the bed in which this faithful young man laid, where she, with doleful cries, beheld her fainting lover in despair, at which her heart with sorrow filled. Small was the comfort she had there, though his mother showed her great respect. His sister did her much reject. She stayed two hours with her dear, in hopes for to declare her mind. But Hannah Wrightson stood so near, no time to do it could she find, so that being almost dead with grief, away she went without relief. Tears from her eyes did flow amain, and she full oft would sighing say, My constant love, alas, is slain, and to pale death become a prey. Oh, Hannah, Hannah, thou art base, thy pride will turn to foul disgrace. She spent her time in godly prayers, and quiet rest did from her fly. She to her friends full oft declares that she could not live if he did die. Thus she continued, till the bell began to sound his fatal knell. And when she heard the dismal sound, her godly book she cast away with bitter cries would pierce the ground. Her fainting heart began to decay. She to her pensive mother said, I cannot live now he is dead. Then, after three short minutes' space, as she, in sorrow groaning lay, a gentleman did her embrace, and mildly unto her did say, Dear melting soul, be not so sad, but let your passion be allayed. Her answer was, My heart is burst, my span of life is near an end, my love from me by death is forced, my grief no soul can comprehend. Then her poor heart it waxed faint when she had ended her complaint. For three hours' space, as in a trance, this broken-hearted creature lay, her mother, wailing her mischance to pacify her, did essay, but all in vain, for strength being past, she seemingly did breathe her last. Her mother, thinking she was dead, began to shriek and cry amain, and heavy lamentations made, which called her spirit back again, to be an object of hard fate, and give to grief 
a longer date. Distorted with convulsions, she in dreadful manner, gasping lay of twelve long hours, no moment free. Her bitter groans did her dismay. Then, her poor heart, being sadly broke, submitted to the fatal stroke. When things were to this issue brought, both in one grave were to be laid, but flinty-hearted Hannah thought by stubborn means for to persuade their friends and neighbors from the same, for which she surely was to blame. And, being asked the reason why, such base objections she did make, she answered thus scornfully in words not fit for Billingsgate, she might have taken fairer on, or else be hanged. Oh, heart of stone, what hell-born fury had possessed thy vile, inhuman spirit thus? What swelling rage was in thy breast that could occasion this disgust, and make thee show such spleen and rage, which life can't cure, nor death assuage? Sure, some of Satan's minor imps ordained were to be thy guide, to act the part of sordid pimps, and fill thy heart with haughty pride. But take this caveat once for all, such devilish pride must have a fall. But when to church the corpse was brought, and both of them met at the gate, what mournful tears by friends were shed when that alas it was too late, when they in silent grave were laid instead of pleasing marriage bed. You parents, all both far and near, by this sad story, warning take, nor to your children be severe when they their choice in love do make. Let not the love of cursed gold true lovers from their love withhold. End of the Bose Tragedy